Welcome to Full Bloom, the podcast for millennials on a journey to understanding purpose and figuring out what it means along the way. My name is Martina Lindo, and I believe we can learn from each other's experiences and hopefully help each other to bloom and grow into the people we were always meant to be. Your journey to full bloom starts right now. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Full Bloom. Hey, now, hey. I'm hoping that everybody's having a great week and that y'all are ready to kill all your goals this week, right? And I'm really excited because we are almost at 10 episodes, which is crazy to me because it literally feels like we just started this journey and we're already like hitting a milestone. And so I am super excited for some things that are going to happen in episode 10. So please y'all stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. And so I'm just going to jump right in it today. So for our purpose rant, I'm actually going to revisit something that we talked about in episode one. And I don't know if you remember, but Kayla talked about like this epiphany that she had about moving from one level to another in terms of like having to, you know, strategize differently. And so something that I've recently been dealing with. So, okay, let me go back. First of all, I hope you guys are having a wonderful Monday and I know that Monday continuously gets a bad rap. However, this Monday, I was able to write out all my goals for this week and really mentally prepare myself for all the things that I needed to do because I just have a I've just had a lot going on recently in a very good way, but like it can get overwhelming at times. So which leads right back to, you know, this whole purpose rant, you know, sometimes when you are when you move from one level of, I don't like to say success because it's like, yeah, success is real objective, but, or subjective. I mean, I guess it can be both, but in terms of just moving from one stage of your life to the next, it really requires you to buckle down in a lot of ways. And I found recently that a lot of, I just have a really, a lot of really bad habits. And that's just me being completely honest. There's so many things that now that I'm having to really be intentional about how I spend my time and w- the things that I'm actually, you know, investing my energy into, it, it really has shown me <laughs> a lot of my really bad habits and things that I really need to work on and you know, do better in. So for me, it's just like kind of going back to Kayla's epiphany where she had, she, you know, looked at this basketball team and realized that they wanted to be able to perform at this next level of a competition. They had to re-strategize. They had to do things differently. They had to step their game up completely. And so I kind of feel like that's where I'm at in terms of just everything in spending my completely like having to, for example, I know you guys know, I've told the story about having to take Nation to daycare and all the, you know, stuff that go, goes with it. So we had to really be intentional about getting him on a sleep schedule because, you know, when you work for all day and then if you're like us who are entrepreneurs, you 
have another job when you get home from six to 10. You kind of, you know, you've heard that story. Like, you know, your nine to five pays your bills and your six to 10 builds your empire. That's kind of like the idea. And so we've really been having to get him to go to bed on time so that, okay, the last four hours of the evening or sometimes five or six, we can really be spent, you know, putting the time into doing whatever it is that we have to work on, right? Then it's like getting up on time. Now I'm about to tell you guys a story and I'm totally embarrassed about this. However, I really wanted to share because I feel like it's important for me to be completely transparent if I'm going to be like trying to help people on their journey to purpose and seeing things about themselves that they probably need to do better. So recently I got called into an HR meeting because I've been getting to work late. And it got to the point where it ate out of some of my uh, PTO. And so, like I told y'all, I had to take Nation to the lady. She was 45 minutes away. However, there have been days that I've gotten to work on time, even still taking him and coming back. And my issue has been honestly just not being able to get up. I'll go to bed like one or two in the morning. And then if I'm going to get him to get him over there on time, I have to leave the house by 6.30 or 6.45, the latest, if I'm going to make it to work on time by nine o'clock. And so it's been really hard, honestly, but it's just like being called out about it was one, embarrassing. And two, it was just like, okay, Martina, it was a wake up call. Like now you're putting your job at risk. I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't that serious, but it was that serious to me because and this is how I know it was that serious. So how they do things at my job is after six months, uh, well, no, in general, like everything is done by tenure. So the cohort that came in with me it was a group of like four or five of us. And so recently I realized that some of them were coming in earlier and leaving earlier. So I asked one of my coworkers, I was like, hey, did you get a new schedule? And she was like, yeah, they told me, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, excuse me? Well, why didn't they ask me? And honestly, like after I got called into the meeting, I realized they didn't ask me for a new schedule because I'm not getting to work on time with the schedule I have now. So why would they even consider giving me a new schedule? So I share that to, sh- to say this. If you want to get to the next level in your life in general, you've got to really level up. And that's you. That's that's it. You just got to level up. And I don't know if anybody out there has been getting to work late, but don't be like me. Like, just try to just really focus. Like, yeah, you got to grind, but you also got to be strategic because you don't want to put yourself in a position where like, okay, now you don't lost your job because you trying to do too much. So for me, it's really now like re focusing and reshifting my energies and just really being intentional about Anything that I put my time into, as well as, you know, being disciplined enough to go to bed on time, to set my alarm and actually get up, to try to pack nation stuff, you know, the night before instead of waiting to do it the morning of. Like little things to really put myself in a position to have a successful day. So, hence today. Normally, I would sometimes I would get up early on Monday morning and record but this week I said no let me go ahead and record several episodes before because I had a little bit more time and that way 
it put me ahead. So like, you know, for the next few weeks, I won't have to worry about that other than just click and post. So it's just little things that will help you to really set yourself ahead and not get left behind. Kind of like how I'm feeling at work now, because it's like all my coworkers that came in with me before, well, except for my one friend, but she's in a different department. So that's different. (laughs) But you know, it just it doesn't feel good when you know you're working just as hard as others. But because of this one aspect, and it's an important aspect, you know, you can't be trusted to do other things. And so that can go for any aspect of your life. So just be mindful. And you know, it's okay. Like, who cares? Just keep trying. As long as you don't give up, as long as you don't, you know, have a bad attitude about certain things, then I'm confident that we will all level up in the way that we need to, especially since we are so close to 2020, y'all. Like, it's time to grind it out. Y'all ready? (laughs) All right, let's do it. So today's life hack or adulting life hack rather is twofold. And so the first part of it is just honestly, it's not even going to sound really hacky, but be intentional about making time to relax. Like I was literally with some friends tonight and they were telling me about how they're planning their anniversary trip and you know, she was like, you know, we have so much PTO because we just haven't taken any time off. And I was like, well, why not? And she was just like, we've just been so busy. And it was crazy to me because it's like, I literally have no paid time off because we got sick earlier in the year. So I literally have like two days and I'm just like holding on to them for dear life. And she's got all this time stacked up because they just haven't made time to go somewhere and they have the time to do it, but they haven't made the time because it's really not at the forefront of their mind. And I think the reason is, and you know, we talked about it a little bit, it's just because especially in our culture as millennials working hard, like we really do have to grind a lot harder than you know, past generations to honestly sometimes make a little bit less. And so my adulting life hack for you guys today is really make time to relax. I haven't been on vacation since June of last year. And it's just because I just haven't had the time. And but that's going to change real soon. So y'all get ready because I'm about to be all over my Instagram flex and doing the most. Okay. Uh, But the other part of it is when I think about our parents. So somebody told me recently that instead of sending your parents to a nursing home, like, I mean, we're not there yet, but we'll eventually have to make those kind of decisions because our parents are getting older now. You know what I mean? But instead of sending them to like a traditional nursing home, somebody sent their parents on a cruise for the rest of their life. I know it sounds ridiculous, right? But when they did the math, letting them go on cruises throughout the whole year, except for major holidays and birthdays, saved them more money than putting them in a home. And they have like all of the medical staff and um, personnel on the deck, literally there to take care of them. So it's like, 
why not? If your parents are up for that kind of lifestyle, that kind of adventure, then instead of sending them to a nursing home after they turn about, you know, 80 or 85 older, however old you go, actually, how old are you when you go to a nursing home? I don't even know. But instead of sending them to a traditional nursing home, just send them on a couple cruises for the rest of their life. Literally. <laughs> Okay, y'all, so I am really excited about my guest today, Miss Mar Chance. She is literally the epitome of grind and hustle. Like when I tell you this girl is everything, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not being dramatic. Like she really is just doing her thing and doing it so boldly, so fearlessly. And the thing about it too, not only is she grinding, but she is pulling women along with her in every aspect of her life. And I'm just so honored to have been able to have this conversation with her. She shares so openly and I really hope y'all learn and listen and just be inspired by her because she really knows what it means to put herself in a position to accomplish whatever it is that she wants. So y'all enjoy and let me know what you think. All right. I'm so excited today to have with me Miss Mara Chance. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Martina. Oh, yes, girl. I'm excited to talk to you just about your journey, some of the things you've got coming up, um, and just everything, basically, because you really are an example of a real-life hustler. Like <laughs> hereditary. That's definitely hereditary. I I'm not going to argue with the sentiment, but it's definitely something that is hereditary in my family. Yeah, man. When I talk about like somebody who knows how to make things happen, um, that's definitely you. Uh, I will say my first encounter that I remember of you was um, we were at a, I think it was reunion, like the class reunion, like you could volunteer and we were both standing in line to talk to Tracy Blackwell. Um, oh, yes. Yes. And you asked her a question and I just listened to you. I was like, who is this girl? <laughs> <laughs> and in my mind, I was like, yeah, this is the kind of person that you keep your eyes on because she is going places. Oh, so please introduce yourself to the people. Yeah. I've kind of already given them a little intro before, but you go ahead and tell us about yourself. Sure. Uh, my name is Mara Chance, as you already, um, as you already <laughs> mentioned. I consider myself a multi-hyphenate storyteller. Um, my background is actually in acting. I began my professional career at age 13, appearing in numerous commercials. Um, I've since gone on to have a lifestyle blog, own a production company, um, have my own creative agency, work for BT, Akon, um, Yara Shahidi, Mara Braca Kill, Blubberty, which is owned by Jesse Williams. Um, and it, it literally my, my career, it's really crazy because I'm like, oh goodness, I, I only graduated college, but what, almost well, four years ago. And yeah. so I, um, I kind of look at where I am, even to say it out loud is like, oh wow, shit. Like, yeah, I've, I've done a lot. Um, but I, I'm a producer, I'm a writer, 
actress. Um, I've hosted for, for many a brands. Um, just an all-around renaissance woman, if you will. Yeah, I think that's the perfect way to describe yourself. And I guess to kind of go backwards, like if somebody were to say, what's your origin story? Like where did it all begin for you? Like how did you get into this space? Where did it all begin? Hmm. Why storytelling? You know, I I literally, I, I can't remember when it hasn't been a part of my life, to be quite honest with you, I have been a performer all my life. Um, I'm from Chicago, Illinois. And when I was young, I would go to concerts. My dad um, is an elevator mechanic and fixed and built a lot of the elevators in the city. So one mm-hmm. of the perks of that actually was we would go to concerts all the time. Uh, one of his, <laughs> uh, one of his clients, uh, was one of the concert venues. And I vividly remember probably being around two or three and I actually got up on stage with Isaac Hayes. Like <laughs> I was dancing and then he let me come up on stage. Um and I mean from there, like every moment I can really think of from I would go to the car and bike show with my dad, I would somehow end up on a stage talking to people, performing. Um when I was around five, I did like my first kind of big play but I literally have always if it wasn't outside of my home like performing has just always been something that was just very natural and honestly mm-hmm. I don't think like I I determined it was for me I think it was really kind of the thing where it calls you I, yeah. I, I truly don't I think about it sometimes like sometimes this stuff just gets really hard and just this pursuit uh, gets very difficult. And I'm like, okay, what else would I do? Like some days I just want to like quit and like, what can I do that is normal and I can make a steady income and there's a, you know, a clear trajectory. And if I'm honest with myself, I couldn't be doing anything other than what I'm doing and wearing all the hats that I'm wearing. Yeah. I think one thing that you pointed out is like the pursuit of it is so difficult. And for you, what's the motivation like in mm-hmm. terms of you said this is not really it, it's who you are basically. So yeah. what keeps you going? Why not just go get a job and go be, Honestly, be normal? Okay, two things. So one, I actually pers- I started pursuing storytelling the entertainment industry professionally at age thirteen. Mm-hmm. At age thirteen, I um I with the permission of my parents, I actually moved to Los Angeles by myself. I lived with my manager who I had acquired via a summer camp this that wow. summer. And um, when I moved, let's see, if I was 13, my sister was eight, my baby sister, five years apart. And I, I didn't see my sister grow up. Um, I didn't go to high school. I was homeschooled. I didn't go to prom. I didn't have a graduation. I, and not that anybody chose those things, but me, but when you do make those choices, I don't have any other option, but to see it through because Mm -hmm. I've already sacrificed so much. I sacrificed that normality in high school. I sacrificed seeing, you know, my sister grow up and spending those years, you, you, you're, you're, you pray to God that you have enough time with people in your family, but that is the one yeah. thing you cannot get back. I have sacrificed. I've, I've lived, let's see, uh, uh, 11 years without my family, even within, within any type of driving distance. I have literally been states away since I was 13 years old. And so 
I um, that's the the big one. The big one is that I've already sacrificed too much, and at this point, yeah, I just have to go back. I have to make it work. And then yeah. also, I've had a few internships, and they've actually still been in the entertainment industry, but they've been more on the corporate end. And I, it sounds so dramatic sometimes when I say it out loud, but <laughs> I literally. I was working in an office and I was like, if I have to do this every day, <laughs> I would rather not live. It sounds <laughs> dramatic, but it's so it true. Sounds dramatic, I have those yeah. days. Like, why <laughs> am I here right now? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like, so with that kind of motivation, that kind of drive, what do you think for you is like the end goal? What are you? What are you trying to achieve? Yeah, your bloom. I I don't I don't think that that's something that I'm able to say yet. Honestly, the end goal moves every year. Um, The end goal, thankfully for me, everybody I've worked with and uh, done things with, they've exposed me to so many things that I didn't even know was possible. I didn't even know was an option and. So I, I, I can't say. I do know one of my big, big things um, will be, I guess, my my end goal is to open the doors for enough people that if this is their dream, that we can transit, we can bridge the gap between their potential and their opportunity. I yeah. want my life and my legacy to um, literally stretch far beyond me. So I, I think that is the big end goal is that it doesn't end with me. That's so that's so important because especially in talking about, you know, blooming and finding purpose, I think a lot of times people leave that part out where they just pursue so much of what they want to do and they really leave people behind, people that they could take with them and have space for. But because sometimes we get so, you know, tunnel vision, one track minded, we leave people behind. So to hear you say that kind of makes me wonder now, what do you think? Is that part of your purpose being that door for somebody else? That is my purpose. Honestly, um, my my passion is storytelling. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, yeah, my passion is storytelling, but my purpose is to truly, it is to bridge the gap between potential and opportunity specifically for black women specifically um that that's my purpose uh, my vehicle that allows me to do it is entertainment and what comes with entertainment in this industry specifically in this society is influence um and it will take influence to be able to be that bridge for a lot of people yeah. so I, I utilize my passion to fuel my purpose mm-hmm. Oh, girl, say that again. <laughs> I truly do. It's it, yeah. sometimes people think they're one in the same, and yeah, they're not, they're not always. They're not. not always. Uh, some people that might be the case, but your purpose doesn't end with you. Your passion is about what fulfills you, but the purpose is how it goes beyond you. Hmm. And so, in leaving that legacy, what do you? What are some things that you're doing now to fuel that, to create that door? Like yeah, what are some absolutely. things you're engaging in now? You know, it's weird to have to say it out loud because it's something I really do very silently. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I can't even tell you probably the amount of people I've gotten employment for in this industry. 
Yeah. Um, if it's not direct employment, it is the very first opportunity for them to volunteer. And that's how I started. Uh, not really how I started, I was acting, but when I wanted to kind of move into producing in other realms, I started volunteering. And so sometimes it really just takes open that door. A lot of people do trust me and a lot of people know that if I'm attached to it, it's official. And so mm-hmm. it simply is saying their name. And sometimes that is literally me taking a blind leap. I am um, last year. I was reached out to by somebody to organize volunteers for BT Her. And it was um, by, I don't even know where the woman who contacted me got my information, but she had known that I had done it for different festivals and things like that. And that I just definitely had the expertise. And this was not a job. This was something that she's just asking me, Hey, can you bring, can you put together a team? And to, I, I reached out and I tweeted about it. I got so many resumes and I got so many things and a lot of these people I did not know and I, I would read over their stuff and they, you know, tell me why they wanted to be a part of this or what they wanted to do once they got their foot just a little bit in the door. And you know, all I could say is like, please don't fuck up my name. Because yeah. I don't know you. I don't know you, but I'm willing to take that <laughs> I'm willing to take that chance on you. Um, so that is one. In addition to that, um, although it's kind of on a brief hiatus, a little bit, not really. Uh, I, I say a little bit, not really, because I do the work every day, but I have an organization called Tribe. And um, our goal is to reignite the spirit of tribal community amongst women of color. Um, that has looked like a variety of activations, offline communities, online communities. We've uh, started back in 2015, where I would actually bring my mentors in to have Twitter chats with mm-hmm. uh, aspiring people in whatever industry and profession and being having access to some of these women who are, you know, CEOs of Fortune 500s, editor-in-chiefs, et cetera, and allowing, even if it's not a lot of time, allowing dialogue to happen and allowing real-time conversation has been very beneficial for a lot of people. I've seen so many people um, just build community or be able to reach out to some of those leaders afterwards and connect with them like that. Um, in addition to that, I do a lot of, we've done a lot of wellness activations where we've done sunrise meditation workshops. I've had journaling workshops. We've done um, all types of yoga practices. So holistic wellness is important. I think you can have the potential, um, but are you okay? Are you in a pos- position that yeah. it in the opportunity? Are you healthy enough? Are you whole enough? Yeah, that and mental space is so important. That mental space is important. So I, yeah. I definitely try to facilitate as much as I can those type of things. And then in addition to that, um, I think most recently I organized a uh, a group of women within the entertainment industry in which we sponsored a day for a group of underprivileged girls who are in a middle school film program to see the movie Little. Um, mm. seeing the movie Little, we took them. Yeah, I did see that on Instagram. Yeah. It was so great. Into <laughs> a four course meal. And then in addition to that, all of these women, like I said, are in entertainment. So everybody spoke to them about their journeys and would just serve as examples. Um, and then the highlight of that is Marseille actually FaceTimed the girls. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting to utilize my connections and my network in that way that I, how I said earlier that Every time I work with all these people, I'm exposed to new things. I, yeah. I, I want to be that for somebody else. And I may not be at the place where I'm living on Mulholland or things like that, but I'm doing a lot of things that people would dream to do. And so I, I try my best to take people along for that ride or introduce them or give them a glimpse of that. So that if that is, once you get a taste, once you get a taste of it and you see the possibility mm-hmm. and you see what is out there, 
people can't be what they cannot see. And um, so a lot of what I do is just simply being that that's how I'm starting this legacy is being. And I think too, like in terms of just something that was for me very impressive about you without even having a conversation was your ability to engage people and to connect. And I think that is a gift in itself. So like for you being able to just connect with all of these different people, you know, a lot of people would be like, Oh, I'm not going to talk to them. You know, they're so-and-so. So for you, what, how do you have that confidence to be like, I'm going to go introduce myself. I'm going to start this conversation. I'm going to get what I need. Like what, how do you do that? Um, I think it comes from knowing my own value. Um, my parents have been just some of the most affirming forces in my entire life. And I think they've always told me that I was, you know, I, I was special, but no more special than anybody else. Um, mm-hmm. I, that, you know, if anybody can do it, I remember like I would complain about things in school about hardships. My mom is like, okay, well, if somebody's got an A in this class, that means it's possible. So I, um, I think it starts with knowing who I am. But when you know who you are, you also know the value that you can add. A lot of people are scared to interact with people because they do not feel that they have value that they can add to their life. I know that that is a lie. I, it's interesting now. I have so many of my mentors who come to me for guidance um, because I have value to add. But I've, I've always known that. And I've always led with how I can be of use. Yet again, that's knowing your value. And that's knowing that there is something uniquely special about you. When you are interacting with people, you know, two times your age, what I have that they don't have truly is a, I have the pulse on the, the millennial community or the Gen Z community. Right. I, you know, I have, I have something that they don't have. And so it's, a, it's identifying your unique value. Um, and so that's, you know, that's a big thing. Um, so, you know, that was, that was uh, something for sure. Um, knowing, just knowing that value, but also knowing that the worst thing that can happen is they not be interested. And <laughs> I, I think that some of that for me, my confidence is instilled because there's been a lot of people that were not interested and I've been just fine. I was definitely yeah. bullied in school. So I already, <laughs> I was always this like party, always kind of doing too much, always in people's face type person. Mm-hmm. It wasn't always well received, but I think a lot of I think after we'll have this conversation, what most people realize about me is that a lot of this is just innate. Like I am yeah. who I am. Like I, I, I can hear where, that coming out of you. Yeah, like, I, don't know where, I, even, I don't know where the confidence comes from. It's just all I've known. I, yeah. it, that is literally a part of the fibers of my being. So one thing that, you know, I um, remember distinctly and just listening to that is you talk about the imposter syndrome. So first, can you explain what that is for yes. people who don't know what it is? Okay, so let me try the best to explain it. So, because <laughs> it is, it actually is an actual syndrome. So I don't want. Yeah, to, I don't. Um, okay, it's it's a psychological and, you know, and disclaimer. She's not a. You're not a doctor. You're not a psychologist. No, I'm not a psychologist. Um, <laughs> it is where it's it's also known as fraud syndrome, and mm-hmm. a a pattern in which an individual doubts their accomplishments. And you have this internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Um, for me, I do a lot of things. And so I know, for example, I'm a writer. I have a degree in writing. I have literally, I've had work published in different places. I have w- written a forward for a book that has not come out yet. 
I, I have written. I have, you know, I, I have things that have proven that I'm a writer. But sometimes I look around me and I do have friends who are on the, you know, New York bestsellers list and things like that. And so sometimes that makes me hesitant or fraudulent in calling myself a writer when I have not amassed yeah. the same type of success or the same whatever. And so um, that that is, that is uh, to me, I think, I guess in layman terms, imposter syndrome is forgetting who the fuck you are. And forgetting who you are based on your receipts. I can pull my receipts and see that I'm a writer. I can pull my receipts and see that I'm an actress. I'm on numerous national commercials. I've been on Disney. I've been on Nickelodeon. I've done award-winning short films. I've done student work. I literally have... I have evidence that I have done this. I am not talk. I'm not just saying it. Every title that I am now somewhat comfortable in using is because I have the evidence to prove that I am what I say I am and I am who I say yeah. I am. That, I think that's important because a lot of times we, like you said, look at other people and look around us and are just like, well, she's done this and I can't, I can't measure up to that. So I guess for me, it's how do you feel, like you said, finding the value in yourself, but then being so sure in it that, you know, I can be also a part of this conversation. I deserve to be in this room. I deserve a seat at this table. Like, how do you get to that place? Even though you see it in front of you, how can you overcome that feeling of, incompetence or inadequacy um that who that's a hard question how do you overcome that yeah i think that's for a lot of people that's where they are it's like they they see it they realize yeah i can do this but i'm still not gonna go you know i think that that comes from self-work and i think it comes from a lot of introspection i was not able to overcome my fear until again i pulled my receipts I have like a running document of everything I've done. Like every article I've been featured in, I've been in, I've been in national geographic. I've, I've been in essence. I, you know, I, I've hosted the state PT experience for three days for AT&T, which is one of the largest companies in the world. Yeah. I, so I, I look at what I've done. And then also I think eventually if you do not, life will continue to pass you by. And usually, unfortunately, so you may have something that will trigger and you will truly be reminded how short life is. And once you're reminded how short life is, you realize that your life will either stay exactly as it is because you're not going to do anything different or you're going to do something differently and it is going to change everything. If you realize my life is where it is right now because I've been too shy to go say something or because I've been too shy to to insert myself in conversations and you know that that is something holding you back, you will simply change it because you no longer want to be where you are. And that yeah. is not something for some people. There, uh, there are people who start pursuing dreams and pursuing things or putting themselves out there at 60 and 70. For some people, it happens a lot earlier in life. Sometimes it happens on a job where you're like, this is not going to change until I change it. Um, and so it, it, it's a personal journey. And I think it really speaks to everyone's journey being independently theirs. I, I really started doing it because I've been an entrepreneur 
although I've worked with a lot of brands and people, I've uh, functioned as an entrepreneur my entire career for the most part. Um, Most times people are clients of mine or I'm a contractor, Mm -hmm. a contractor. And because I was afraid to say who I was or what I did all the time, I was missing out on money. And when you don't, that's the the word. When you, I I didn't have, I didn't have the option to miss out on money. I I simply could not. Like I, I literally was, I'm taking care of myself. I'm paying all my own bills. I take care of all, everything in my life, everything. And I have, I, my parents, I, I will be very honest, they definitely supported me when I was acting um, when I first started my career. So literally up until around 2015, um, I graduated early. And literally the day I graduated, my dad cut me off. Like it, was, wow. it wasn't like a, it was like I had rent due in a, two weeks and it was on me. To figure it to out. To figure it out. And, yeah. you know, and it's interesting because I remember I was just so upset about it for a second, like, oh my God, like I'm over here graduating early. I am, you know, magnificent. Doing all this stuff. All yeah. these things that, you know, that I think that if you're in the position, you couldn't, you can support your children. And I, I, I understood, interestingly enough, because I felt my dad had maybe even supported my sister longer, my older sister. And he was like, mm-hmm. because I know you'll be okay. If, if anybody, like everyone, you mentioned that hustle. When I say that hustle is hereditary, I mean it. Like my, my dad knows whose child I am. My dad knows that about me, that I was going to figure it out. And it really was a matter of my parents, like clipping my wings and was like, I girl, like we put, it's time to fly. We put everything <laughs> in you. Yeah. And, and if you fall, you'll figure it out and put yourself up. So for you, like, I mean, we use this buzzword all the time, adulting or like being a millennial in that space. Like, I think we have changed the expectation for what a career looks like, for what um, making a wage looks like. So for you as an entrepreneur, what is your best advice to somebody who's trying to find that hustle, but they just don't know where to look, where to start? Trying to find that hustle. Mm. Yeah, trying to find that first job, get that first client, get that first opportunity. What What do you think is the best way to go as somebody who's knocked down plenty of doors? Uh, the best way to go for... As an uh, entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur I, I have to say it is, it is that you keep knocking until a door opens. That's it. Like it is this, this life this industry specifically entertainment is literally just a matter of who sticks it out the longest. That's yeah. it. And I, I know a lot of things that I may say can come off as easier said than done or cliche. And it's cliche because most cliche stuff is just true. It's right. because it's true. <laughs> and it, you know, as you get older, you realize, ah, when people are like, just do the work, just, okay. Wait, but like I need a step. No, you don't. Just do it. Yeah. Just literally do it. And um, I think for me, as I said, like that hustle came because I didn't have a choice. Like I had, I had made a promise to myself that I was not going to get a normal job. If that was the promise I made to myself, and I planned on keeping it, the only option I had was to keep knocking until I got 
somewhere because I literally promised to myself. And at the same time with this promise, I still had to make rent and and a car note. So it wasn't a matter of just, oh, this is my dream. Nah, I got to live. I got to eat. I got to be able to get around. Right. That's, that's it. Like. Wow. So for you, what's now, what's next in terms of you're at this place where I feel like you're doing pretty well for yourself. And so I like to ask all my guests, like, what is your idea of living your best life? Living my best life for me is definitely to increase my rates. That's next. I mean, they're, already increasing. <laughs> they're increasing by the day. Like I kid you not. Like every time I host my next hosting fee goes up. Yeah. Cause your time becomes more valuable. Right. My, my time becomes more valuable, but I also become, um, I, I also know what I'm doing more. I, I'm more experienced. Yeah. You're paying me for my experience. And so, I mean, right now, what's next? Um, I currently have a roommate. I didn't have a roommate when I lived in Atlanta. I have one now. Great roommate. Um, but what's next for me is my own place. Uh, hey. um, I am actively working with my producing partner to sell a TV show. So that's next. Um I have a show coming out on a social platform that I created. I'm not in it, but I created it and I produced it. Um, so definitely that. And then also, most people don't know because I don't promote it all the time. I still have side hustles. I'm a graphic designer on the side. And it's something that I, I started doing for myself when I was very young. And mm-hmm. it's something that truly has allowed me to keep that promise of not working for anybody to myself. Um, it, I needed to figure out a way. If there was a skill set that I know that while I'm still working on my big dreams, I can do, I can be flexible in it. And for me, like I said, it was graphic work. Um, I plan to be done with that by December. I mean, each year I scale back. I don't do as many projects. Again, my rate goes up there, so I don't even have to. But um, after this year, I want to be done. I literally don't want to do anything that I don't want to do. That is, that for me is that's like, what, so real. That's what I'm working to do. Like, I don't, yeah. I'm at a place, I'm very good at honoring myself. Like, my friends are big go out people. I'm not, actually, last night I got invited to an amazing after party for the BT Awards. And I, I had to be honest with myself, be like, girl, you just don't want to go. And I, I don't, <laughs> I'm at a place now in my career, I know a lot of people. And I'm not saying I can't always mm-hmm. meet more people and things like that. But um, at this place, like, I don't have to be in the mix to go network. I don't have to be, I literally do what I want. Um, and so that, I just want to do more of that on a, a larger scale. Yeah. Um, yeah, I went on my first, like, now my first international trip, my first international work trip. And it was so luxurious that I'm like, <laughs> I don't even plan on traveling unless I can travel like this. That, and that's real. Like you keep raising the bar for yourself with with every new experience is what it sounds like. So, And for you now, in terms of blooming, how do you see yourself blooming, you know, in the next 10 years, the next 20 years to a place like you said, where you can be doing your purpose and that's opening doors for people? How do I see myself blooming? Yeah, blooming, yeah. Um. 
I'm a true believer in the power of community and partnership. And I, I, um, I look forward, and it's something I'm actively working on, but I look forward to opening myself up to love. Um, in addition to love, and within the next 10 years, I would love to be a mother. And I think that that sometimes renews your purpose. Like at that point, yeah. me doing what I'm doing, the legacy goes beyond me, period. And yeah, I, I will, I can attest to that a hundred percent because, you know, it's, I, I kind of was where you were describing that space where you're too shy to put yourself out there. And it's like, after I had my son, it, my whole perspective just changed because now it's like, I have this responsibility to leave a legacy for this child. And so if I keep cowering myself, then he won't have anything. No, and that that's literally, that's it. It's like, so I know, like, for me, I think we're blooming in the next, next <coughs> this season. I can't say how soon, um, but in the next season of my life, it will definitely be um, opening myself up to partnership. And I think that if, if partnership is done correctly, I think that that will um, further assist me in fulfilling my purpose. Yeah, and I think, too, just – and. And you don't have to get personal, but in terms of partnership, um, a lot of times, I know for me, before I got married, like I was like you on my own, paying my own bills, doing my own thing. Like, and I didn't really want to open myself up to having a partner Yeah, because I felt like I wanted to do life on my own and, you know, being in a relationship comes with so many responsibilities, Absolutely. so many expectations. I swear Disney ruined relationships for me so early on in life because what it is, is nothing like what they put on TV. Yeah. And I, so I agree me, wholeheartedly. I can't say ruined relationships <laughs> for me, but I do think I have, I shared a similar sentiment um, yeah. with you. I think, I think for me it was, I, I actually really am a very loving person and um, I, 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 I'm not that, I'm not that, that close with a lot of people. And it's interesting because I'm not that close to a lot of people because I take on a lot of emotion and feeling and the way I take it on, I feel like if I'm like in a very deep relationship that I might lose myself or lose what I had my mind set on and like, be so consumed that in some ways I don't fulfill my purpose. And I've had to reposition that. And I think also being in this industry and being exposed to the women I've been exposed to from Carrie Shahidi to Mara Brock Kill to just all these women who literally may not have it all at one time. And there might be something way, you know, something that takes priority or whatever, but they have it all. And they have partners that enable them to do what they yeah. want to do. And I, I think mm-hmm. that a lot of times um, for me, I've just had to reimagine what partnership looks like. For me, I know right now, I don't plan on having a child unless I can likely have the support that I need. And and not in a place that like gets out of me re- raising my kids, but like I don't plan I probably I already sometimes pay for cleaning people at my own apartment. I <laughs> I don't I'm like, okay, bet well, that would maximize my time. If like for me, motherhood and like being a wife looked like, oh, I was doing it this way. And it's like, there isn't a set way. Okay. No, not at all. Clean. Okay. Hire someone who does. Cause that just has to be fun yeah. and keep it moving. My best friend got married in college and 
shortly after, shortly thereafter had my nephew. And, um, I watched, we went to Cuba with him and he was one and like, she, like, she didn't change her life for him. She fit him into her life. Yeah. She hasn't. And that's, it's so important because I think, and sorry to cut you, but people often have this thing about becoming a mother because I, I know I've, I hear it so often now from people like, Oh, but you just had a baby. Like, how are you doing all these things? Or why aren't you? And it's like, they have this perception, like once you have a child or once you become a wife, that your life ends, that, that it becomes all about that, that that's all you can do, or that's all you will do. But I think like we were saying earlier, you got to, you open yourself up to so many new experiences that like you said, with your friend, she fit that child into her life. And for me, that's still something I'm learning, like, even honestly, like trying to get to this podcast on time today, nation would just not go to sleep. And it's just like, you have to learn with each other how to, you know, adjust to this new life while still fulfilling your purpose, while still living your dreams, while still creating that legacy. Yeah, no, that, and that, that's the thing. And I mean, and granted it, it, it may take a different form. It may, I mean, I think. For me, and I, I can say that and how I've watched mothers who do and who have the career and all this stuff, you find new pieces of yourself. And I say that in like, it might look like you really waking up. Like I, I just watched Toni Morrison's documentary and she said like she was writing before the sun came up because it was the only mm-hmm. time that she could write before her children got up. And so literally she's adopted that into her life. She still gets up before the sun even gets up. And it's like, you're you may not even know that you could go as hard as you've gone or whatever. Yeah. But when I think that when you are determined to, to fit it all and to make it happen, you will. Yeah. I, that's, that's perfectly said. If you determine that you're going to make it happen, you will. Yeah. And so that's, that's the, that's what blooming looks like for me in the next chapter. Um, and I think for me, I actually, I wrote something recently on greatness and greatness which is a kind of a part of the purpose and things is really just a matter of consistency. And so my blooming looks like being consistent. Um, I mean, you know, flowers, they don't do anything different each season. They just keep doing. As long as you just keep doing your function, you will bloom. Mm, look at that. And I think that's it. You're done. <laughs> I I think that, no, I think that's it. Like people try to make things so much more deep and difficult and, and understated. Like they're trying to find like all these things, but it's like, just do it. Keep doing Keep it doing and it. be consistent. Yeah. Keep doing it. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of our generation is lacking, especially the one after me. They just, they don't have any discipline. Culture has warped their mind where it's just like, you know, things happen so quickly and you think that people come up overnight, but no, they put in work. Like you've been hustling your, almost your whole life. And that's what, you know, like, people <laughs> kind of forget that sometimes. And I'm like, I'm nowhere near where I want to be. And I'm like, I've been doing this for over 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's this like, isn't new. This <laughs> isn't, and yeah, it's hard. And it's just like, shit, like, I don't see it stopping. But you know, yeah. I, I, you mentioned the last, the next generation, and I have to say, 
it is not their fault. It isn't their fault. No, it's not. It's not. Culture, culture. has done that to me. Culture, them. and it's unfortunate, and it's a bad yeah. thing to me, but it is not their fault in any way. And unfortunately, the people who have the guidance of mentors and all of these things who let them know, or people like myself who simply keep doing it, and I document it, and I make sure to put it on the internet, and I share it. I share the true story of how this happens. And I, I share, I think that's longer. I posted something, I think last October where I was the assistant producer in 2017. I was the assistant to the producer in 2018. Mm-hmm. I'm the executive producer. And so I, I show those benchmarks and I'm honest about those things. And I hope that even in this culture that the people who are putting that type of transparency out there, they don't get lost in it. And I think yeah. I think a few people will see it and they'll realize, oh, I have to just do the work. Oh, it's going to take this time. Mm-hmm. And the ones that get it will do. They'll get it. Yeah, they will. They will. Well, thank you so much, Mara. Like for as, as funny as it sounds, you know, we're still very young. Yeah. Oh, my in a lot of I'm reminded all the so- time. I still got a lot of <laughs> I got like six years to make Forbes 30 under 30. But um, yeah, I'm putting my money on you. If there's one person I know that's going to do it, you're going to make it happen for well, sure. Thank you. Thank you for this conversation. I sometimes I, I shy from them, but then at the same time, I absolutely love moments questions that put me on the spot for introspection. I know I think, you know, sometimes podcasts, and I think you may have like even maybe have sent me some ideas of the questions and I don't ever look at that kind of stuff. I never want to prepare in this, in this kind of thing. When, when what you're asking for is vulnerability and honesty, I don't want that to become a script. And I appreciate that. So this is everything you got and everything we talked about. That's really just, you know, in the moment in real yeah, well, keep pushing because you're you're in your purpose. Like this, I mean, being so open about everything, it's it's important for people to hear because I think sometimes we we get lost in the curation of Instagram and Facebook and all the things that people put out there to make it look like, oh, this is what life is about. But nah, it's the behind the scenes that actually matters. And so I think your your life is a great testament to that. Thank you so much, Martina. Yeah, so before you go, we're going to play a quick little game. Okay. Um, and it's called Growing Up Millennial. And so I'm going to ask you five questions. If you answer all five questions correctly, then you get to keep your millennial card. But if you can't, then we might have to reconsider. Oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> all right, so first question. What is the official name of the hashtag sign? Ampersand. Wait, the hashtag no. sign? Hashtag, yeah. What do you, okay. Like the official, Hashtag, the official, the, the official, like it has a real name, like the formal name. Oh girl. I don't know if I can keep my millennial sign. I, I, <laughs> did not hashtag. I thought it was nope, ampersand. It's not People call it the no, pound ampersand sign. Is the oh yeah, no. Yeah. The pound sign. Yeah. Oh yeah. Pound. Yeah. 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 I know that. I was like, girl, yes it is. I thought ampersand and pound were uh, interchangeable. My, I'm not. No, ampersand is the answer. All right, good. I was getting worried there. I was like, no, she knows this because you were like in English. And I'm in tech. Yes, I know the pound sign. (laughs) All right, second question. What is the name of 
the social media site that let you put music on your page? The first one, MySpace. There you go. Okay, good. All right, third question. Name the boy group that had Justin Timberlake. To be honest, you're gonna, everyone's gonna, can't stand me. I'm gonna guess and say NSYNC. Good. No, that's okay. fine. That's Honestly, fine. I'm not really good at um too many of the the white groups, so I was gonna. Say, no, yeah, yeah, that's why I put it out. Boys, like I, I just didn't know which one it was. Wait, no, is it back? No, it's not Backstreet Boys. I almost confused my own self. See. <laughs> You're right. You're right. All right. Next question. This one might be a little closer to home. Who was the fourth member of Destiny's Child? Well, technically, she was there before Michelle. Oh, okay. Um, no, she was one of the first. Latoya or Latoya? Yes, that's it. Latoya. Okay. Okay, last question. Name three Nickelodeon shows. Oh, easy. As told by Ginger. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was my favorite. Rats, um, Rocket Power. Good, perfect. Okay, good. You are officially a millennial. If nobody ever told you, I'm telling you today. Hey, I made it. I made it. I was I was hanging on by the thread of my teeth, but I made it. No, yeah, for that first one, I was a little worried. Like, oh God. <laughs> I got it. I got it. That was fun. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. So thank you so much again. Thank you so much, Martina. And um, congratulations on this podcast. I think it is. These conversations are extremely important. And so I appreciate you moving in your purpose and opening these conversations and narratives and dialogues up for um, people to consume. Yeah, girl. Thank you. Keep me. Keep me. I will. And I'm I'm keeping you lifted because you got a newborn anyway. That's what I'm doing. Job. So um cheers to you and thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks again. No problem. Yeah, guys, I told you I was not exaggerating. Like, this girl is everything, okay? Okay? So, from bloom to bloom today, I hope that you are inspired to grind. Literally, get up off your bum. Yep, I said it. Off your bottom, wherever you are, and go do something to fulfill your purpose. Put yourself out there. Stop being afraid kick fear out the door like just do you and do it unapologetically don't be afraid to introduce yourself to somebody new don't be afraid to introduce yourself introduce yourself to somebody powerful like just put yourself out there if you learned anything from Mara today it's that everything is in your reach it's just how much are you willing 
to get up and do it, right? So get up and do it. (laughs) I hope y'all have a wonderful week and I can't wait to be back again to share with you and continue to bloom, continue to grow and continue to flourish in every aspect of your life. Love y'all and see you next week. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're an Apple, leave a comment and let me know what I'm doing. If I'm doing good. If you like it. All right. All right, y'all.